For decades, common financial planning wisdom has encouraged almost all American workers to maximize their contributions to qualified retirement accounts. But now you just inherited a retirement account. Now what? This is Tilda Muschietti of the Muschietti Law Group. And before I forget, if you'd like help putting an estate plan together, give us a call at 888-224-9615 or visit us online at estateandlegacy.com. Maximizing contributions to a retirement account can be a powerful way to reduce your current income tax liability, grow your savings exponentially tax-free, and in most states, protect you from savings claims of creditors. And by and large, this is what most American workers have done. The result is that Americans have gradually amassed a huge amounts of wealth in these types of qualified plans. It's increasingly common for an IRA or a 401k to be the highest value item of property that an American owns. For purposes of estate planning, however, it's important to understand that very special rules apply to these types of accounts. Gone are the days when you can write up a quick will or trust and be assured that everything you own will pass to your heirs or beneficiaries according to the terms of those legal documents. Instead, it's become critically important for families to understand both the laws applicable to wills and trusts and the complex laws governing those plans. Failure to understand these laws can exact a heavy price. The following are some of the crucial considerations if you end up inheriting a qualified retirement plan. But before filing a claim, get professional advice. If a loved one dies, owning a qualified retirement plan such as an IRA or a 401k, and if you suspect that you're a beneficiary of that plan, the first thing you should do is contact the financial institution or custodian of the plan as soon as possible. Often, a copy of the retirement plan statement will include a contact information for the financial institution where the retirement plan is held. You should speak with the beneficiary claims department and let them know that you believe you may be the beneficiary on your loved one's retirement account. Financial institutions typically won't confirm or deny beneficiary status over the phone. However, they will confirm certain information with you, such as your full name, date of birth, address, and possibly your social security number. They'll also typically request that you provide them with a copy of the plan owner's death certificate. If you're confirmed to be a beneficiary, they'll send you a copy of the beneficiary claim form at the, at the address that's listed in their system. Once you obtain the claim form, you should read it carefully and seek the advice of a competent tax professional, such as your CPA, your estate planning attorney, or your financial advisor. These professionals can help you understand the various options that uh, such beneficiary claim forms provide. For example, most claim forms allow at least three options for making a beneficiary claim. First, a lump sum payout of the plan proceeds to which you're entitled. Second, establishing an inherited IRA account with the same financial institution. And third, making a trustee to trustee transfer of the plan benefits to another institution that will receive the benefits as an inherited IRA or a spousal rollover. Depending on the financial institution, additional options may or may not be available. 
If you choose to take a lump sum of the proceeds, it's critical to remember that the qualified retirement plans, with the exception of Roth IRAs, have not yet been subject to income tax. Thus, if you withdraw the plan proceeds in the form of cash or a check that's sent to you and you deposit that check, you're going to be responsible for paying income tax on every dollar that's deposited into your bank account. The financial institution will notify the IRS that the payout was made uh, and you will receive a 1099 form from the financial institution at the end of the year for your own income tax reporting purposes. Depending on your annual income, this additional income might easily push you up into a higher tax bracket and create a significant income tax liability for that year. As a result of this potential tax liability, many of the beneficiary claims forms will ask you whether you want to withhold a certain percentage of the payout for the payment of income tax. The financial institution may automatically determine the amount that's withheld or may allow you to specify how much you'll withhold. If you have the option of determining how much you with, uh, withhold, you would be wise to seek the advice of an income tax professional to help you determine what the appropriate amount would be. Before taking a lump sum payout, consider this. While opting for a lump sum payout may be tempting, even with the potential high tax liability, before you take that option, you need to consider the benefits provided by the other options. In the case of spouse, uh, spouses of IRA owner, there are other issues and choices to be made. First, if you are the surviving spouse of a deceased qualified plan owner, you can transfer the inherited account into your own IRA, often called a rollover, and treat the account as your own IRA. This allows you to use your age to determine when you must begin to take the required minimum distributions and how much you must withdraw annually. This option can be particularly beneficial if you're younger than your deceased spouse and have no present need to begin withdrawing those amounts from the IRA. By delaying the withdrawals until you reach the age of 72, the account has more time to grow in a tax-deferred environment. In addition, certain creditor protections are available for your own IRA that are not available for an inherited IRA. Alternatively, you could choose to accept the inherited account as an inherited IRA. This approach can be useful for surviving spouses younger than 59 and a half who need access to the money in the plan uh, in the immediate, immediately in order to provide their, for their support. With an inherited IRA, a surviving spouse who's younger than 59 and a half would not be subject to the 10% early withdrawal penalty that would be assessed if the surviving spouse were to roll over the deceased spouse IRA into the surviving spouse's own plan. However, in most states, an inherited IRA will not afford you any creditor protection, unlike rolling over the IRA into your own IRA. For those with creditor protection concerns, this might be another important factor to consider. If you're the beneficiary of a plan owner, but not the spouse or beneficiary who otherwise fits within the definition of an eligible designated beneficiary, like the surviving spouse or a minor child of the deceased owner, a disabled or chronically ill individual, or any other person who's not more than 10 years younger than the deceased account holder, 
then you generally must withdraw all plan assets to which you're entitled by December 31st of the 10th anniversary year of the plan owner's death. If you fail to do so, you'll be subject to a 50% penalty for the amount that you should have withdrawn at that time. If you're an eligible designated beneficiary, however, you will, be, you will qualify for a greatly reduced rate of required minimum distributions. This rate is generally calculated over your life expectancy. A minor child is not required to take out any distributions until the child reaches the age of majority. At that point, the 10-year rule applies the same as it would for a non-eligible designated beneficiary, regardless of how quickly you are required to take out of the plan benefits. Do not forget that the distributions will be reported as income on your tax return for that year. Be sure to set aside or have a financial institution withhold enough so that you can pay the tax on that income when that time comes. One other point needs to be stressed. Do not forget to name beneficiaries of your own uh, of your own. Failure to name beneficiaries is a common mistake when someone inherits a retirement plan. When a plan owner dies without having named a beneficiary, whether for their own plan or an inherited plan, significant hassle and increased tax liability can result. The IRS provides more favorable tax treatment for individuals who withdraw retirement plan proceeds than for a trust or estate making similar withdrawals. When no beneficiaries are named on a retirement plan, the default provisions of the plan often make the plan proceeds payable to the estate of the deceased plan owner. Even though the money will eventually pass to their heirs of the estate, this can be a needlessly expensive mistake. Okay, this was a very long video, yet it still doesn't adequately cover all of those nuances of, that are important on this estate planning topic. Its aim is to help you better understand the need to obtain sound financial, legal, and tax advice when claiming the retirement plan benefits from a deceased loved one. There are numerous potential pitfalls that can easily be avoided with the help of a competent professional advisor. Do not hesitate to reach out to one when the need arises. We are available for in-person virtual consultations, whichever is more benefit for you. I hope that you found this video useful. If you'd like to discuss your estate plan or creating a legacy plan, give us a call at 888-224-9615 or online at estateandlegacy.com. Also, if you like this video, please like it and share it with others who may also find it useful. Have a great day.